0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number Limited Edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Welcome to Three Identical Strangers, the science behind the story. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. In this podcast, we explore the scientific, social, and historical themes that emerge from the acclaimed CNN film, Three Identical Strangers. Twins, triplets, multiples, fascinate us. And for most of us singletons, that's those who do not have twin siblings, the idea of having a twin provokes many questions. Do you have the same likes, dislikes? Do you really feel your twin's pain? In today's episode, we'll try and take you inside the minds of multiples, First, I'll speak with brothers Mark and Scott Kelly, who famously participated in a NASA study which investigated identical genes in space. Later, I'll learn more about the psychology of twins from Dr. Nancy Siegel, an evolutionary psychologist. The Kelly twins are on the line with me now. I've always enjoyed spending time with you guys. I've considered myself the third Kelly Brother at times, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second and i want to I want to ask uh, about the NASA twin experiment as well, but before that i am I'm fascinated by twins just the, the how you grew up as identical twins um, for us singletons uh, how intertwined were your lives when you were growing up
2: well. Sanjay, let me first say, this is the first time I've ever heard the word singleton. Oh, really? In reference to people that are not twins. I do like it, though. So I might, uh, <laughs> I might have, to, have to use to that. Use that one. Never... Uh, yeah, so Scott and I, we grew up in New Jersey in the 1960s and 70s. We graduated high school in the 1980s. And, you know, as a twin, you're often asked what it's like to be a twin. We hear that, or at least we used to hear that a lot. Um I hear it less now. I think it's been overcome by some events in our lives like you know flying in space multiple times, you know those those kind of things. But you know I often respond to the the these people in the, like you know that's that's our only experience, you know right, what right. It's like. what is it like not to be a twin. Um uh, because from our point of view and our reference we've just known this from you know, the second that we realized we were alive, that there was this other person that was uh, very similar to us.
3: And I think, and just to tag on to what Mark said, I think for, for twins that have other siblings, it would be easier for them to answer that question because right. they have something to compare it to. Whereas, you know, Mark and I having no other siblings, this is our, you know, unique experience with nothing, no reference frame.
1: It's interesting. And, and you, you know, the, it really gets at this nature versus nurture question, something that you guys obviously know a lot about with the NASA experiment. But just you, you're, you're very similar, right? I mean, you're both very driven. I mean, I enjoy being around you. The energy is amazing. By the time you finished high school, you both had lived on a boat, served as volunteer EMTs on ambulances. You were certified divers. What, what Were you guys pushing each other or were you allies, partners,
3: well i I would say that um you know we were interested in the same things because we lived the same lives um and it's, so it's hard to separate uh whether whether that was uh you know genetic or just based on um you know nurture the whole nurture versus nature thing but um we were competitive but not with each other really hmm. all too much, so maybe there was um you know, uh, part of our uh, drive to do th- certain things was helped along by having someone there that is very similar to you with, with, with same interests. But it wasn't a, um, you know, we, that we felt, or at least I never felt there was any real competition with Martin.
1: Mark. Mark, yeah, and you feel the same I way?
2: Think, yeah, yeah, and I also think with a lot of these things that we've done throughout our careers and our lives that we've done, whether it was uh, you know a hobby or a job or you know a career like being an astronaut, it was you know often maybe somebody's idea first, and then the you know the other one of us you know after you know, talking about it thought well that's a pretty cool thing to try or to do or a cool goal to have, and then you know we 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 tended to kind of go in the same direction. I think I've seen, I think that's been our experience probably throughout our entire lives.
1: I wonder if you're a twin, um, Scott, do, do you, is, is there a compulsion to say, hey, look, um, I want to be different. I'm already so much like this other person, obviously. I want to do something different. You seem to see twins, they even dress similarly. Um, was there, is there a desire to, to just say, you know what, let me go in a totally different direction instead?
3: You know, I think in some cases that's, uh, you know, been my experience with with, with people uh, with twins that I've met in that, you know, occasionally you'll meet, uh, you know, a set of twins that uh, their thing is being as different as they can from one another. But mostly what I find are, you know, twins that are just very similar just because, you know, that's who they are. They're just being the people they are, and there's a genetic component um, to, uh, you know, their similarities. You know, I, I think we're all different, but, um, you know, mostly I think the similarities are due to just people being genetically very, very similar, if not identical. It, and Sanjay, with us, you know, it would have been interesting if, if we were like that.
2: It would have been a bad deal for one of us. You know, one of the brothers becomes an astronaut and the other guy does something else. I would not have wanted to be the other guy.
1: You guys set the bar pretty high. I mean, I, I think it, it does get back at this... This um, competition versus partnership, or maybe competition is not the right word, but driving each other, and maybe that's not just a twin thing, but just siblings thing. You, you, as you say, I think, Mark, you don't want to be the other guy in a situation like that. And that in that situation, Scott did. Mark, did, did did he? Was he setting a bar for you, or he, were you setting a bar for him?
3: You know, I I, I was a bad student there, their whole time uh, as kids growing up, and Mark. Got uh, straightened out a little earlier than I did. <laughs> so I was, in some ways, motivated, um, even though it didn't really help me until I got into college, by his. You know, academic achievement. Thinking, man, I wish I could, I could do better, but I just couldn't. You know, it seemed impossible. So, you know, in some ways, there is that, uh, you know, that extra help you get from your brother along the way, and it comes in in different forms. And in, uh, you know, for me, it was seeing him being a, a, a more of an academic achiever, hmm. and me trying to catch up.
1: That's really interesting. I, I did not. Uh, did you know that? Had you ever heard that before, Mark? Describe that yeah. way.
2: Yeah 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 I mean uh Scott even talks a little bit about that in his in his book uh you know how you know just growing up there were you know subtle differences and but
1: for people who don't know who are listening uh Scott and Mark only twin astronauts uh I think only twin astronauts period and, and that presented well, so, Mas- yeah, I
2: think we're the only we're the only siblings the
1: right? only sibling astronauts Or even
2: relatives in some regard, unless you consider a couple cosmonauts whose dads were astronauts.
1: And that presented NASA with this unique opportunity. And everyone knows this, I'm sure, your story, because it was everywhere, a cover of Time magazine everywhere. But it was a unique opportunity to to test how long-term space travel would impact the human body. In 2015-16, Scott spent a year in space, Mark stayed here on Earth. Because you have identical DNA, NASA was able to measure the impact living in space has on humans in ways that they hadn't done before. How did that experiment work for you? Where did it start, really? Was it, was it your idea?
3: Well, it, the way it started was I was assigned to this year-long mission, and uh, there was a lot of research uh, that was going to be conducted on me and my Russian cosmonaut colleague, uh, Mikhail Kornienko. That, uh, was designed to understand the, the physical and psychological effects. So when we go to Mars someday, we're prepared for that. And we were getting ready to announce, uh, who the crew members were. NASA was, and it was me and Misha. We were going to go do a press conference. And I just, and I was getting briefed up on the science program for the mission and I just happened to ask, "Hey, is there any interest in doing an, an experiment uh with my brother and I <laughs> because of our, you know, obvious genetic similarities?" Um, and there had never been any interest before, but that was I think more so maybe because, you know, I was a shuttle we were shuttle guys in the beginning and then I was on this 6-month mission which was very similar to right. what other people had done, but this year-long mission was absolutely unique. So I asked the question is there any plans for anything, you know, with uh, using my brother perhaps as a a control? And I was told no. Well, we don't have any plans for that. It's genetic research. The government tries not to have their employees be genetic uh, research subjects. I think there's actually some legal issues involved. But then a few weeks later, they came back to me and they said, well, we were talking about this. We, you know, asked around to some you know, research centers, universities, and there actually is an interest uh, in doing certain experiments. Would you and your brother be interested? And I said, yeah, well, you know, if it makes sense, we absolutely would consider it.
1: Well, what was the the, the real question that you're trying to answer? I mean, obviously, part of it for you, Scott, was what is the impact on on you on a human uh, up in space for that long uh, potentially as uh, a precursor to longer space travel even mars but in terms of the the twin study what what was the real question do you think that was trying to be answered
2: the science that nasa does it, it it's you know how are people going to live and survive in space for a long period of time and they were just using the opportunity that we had similar, very similar, almost identical genetic material uh, as kind of a baseline for uh, doing scientific research. It wasn't, you know, th- there was not a, like a twin question that they were trying to answer.
1: It's interesting. Your your DNA is your blueprint. That is the blueprint, like the blueprint to your house. How that house is then constructed is sort of the way that that blueprint is expressed, your gene expression, as it's called. One of the questions, and this became headlines all over the place afterwards, was that that you may not be identical twins anymore because your DNA changed, Scott, as a result of being up in space
2: Yes, what yeah, it got his dna got was so bad at some point that we were very close to having to release him back into the wild
1: <laughs> was that, that was very, must have been very concerning for you scott
3: uh, you know it's funny i was actually camping with my uh, daughter samantha and i was on I had a cell connection i'm reading the news and i'm like seeing all these articles pop up about you know google alerts about seven <laughs> percent of my dna had changed and I'm no longer human. I was like, Oh no, good thing I'm in the woods.
2: Yeah, I don't um, think Sanjay, I don't I don't think we differ from other primates by seven percent. So what happened in that case and why this got a lot of attention was you know, there was a, a reporter who was not really a science reporter. He was trying to do a good job. He was at a I think he was at some kind of a conference and saw a presentation and saw that number seven percent and basically wrote that Scott's DNA has changed by 7%, and that's not the case. What changed was what is called gene expression, which, referencing back to your blueprint example, um, yeah, the blueprint of Scott and I are the same, but then it's what what does your DNA actually do? But my understanding is that 7% of it didn't change back uh, after you got back to Earth, after even over a year or two.
1: Right. And that's what I read as well. And just like you might be exposed to other sort of environmental influences, scuba diving, mountain climbing for long periods of time, anybody's gene expression can change as a result of that as well. You This may sound like a silly question, but are you guys really close? I mean, do you talk every day. What's the relationship like between you two when it comes to other family members?
2: You know, we talk every day, usually when one of us is in space. I would say when both of us are on Earth, that probably changes a little bit more like I'd say every other day on average. We're both very busy traveling around a lot. Um, I think we have a different connection than your average sibling has just having, you know, very similar experiences and growing up and being, you know, just from the second we're born, um, large parts of our life together. So it's a different relationship. We don't tend to wish each other happy birthday or buy each other presence or I think we've even probably shaken hands maybe once or twice in our lives. It's more of a you know, we've got this just like this general acknowledgement that this other person is just very much, you know, like you, you know, we're very similar. Um so it's a, it's a different kind of relationship than I think other the the, the other siblings have.
1: Well it's um it's fascinating and you know when I see you guys I'm gonna give you a hug.
3: Full
2: on
1: as the third Kelly
2: brother.
3: And I got absolutely nothing against hugging. I just have something against hugging him. <laughs>
1: all right, I think you just answered my question.
3: <laughs>
1: um, hey, guys, thank you for joining us, and I think um, on behalf of everybody, thank you for all the personal sacrifices you've made for for everybody in the, in the name of science. You teach us a lot. I'm always really energized and learn a lot when I speak to you. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Sanjay, and that, that has been a privilege of... Uh, both of ours to be able to serve our country in this, uh, in this kind of capacity. Thank you. What a pleasure. And, and Sanjay, thanks uh,
2: to you too for sticking up to science, uh, the, the way you do. Uh, I really enjoy seeing you on CNN and, uh, I think the country really appreciates everything you do. Well,
1: I, I that look, that means a lot, you know, you know, science, facts, evidence, truth, all those things, uh, have intrinsic value. And, and they're worth, you know, reminding people of that. So Mark and Scott Kelly, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And up next, we're going to probe deeper into the minds of multiples with psychologist Dr. Nancy Siegel. Stick around for that.
0: This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like.
1: Dr. Nancy Siegel has spent her career studying the psychology of twins. She herself is a twin. We spoke to her in the first episode of the podcast, and we're bringing her back now to take us a little deeper inside the mind of multiples. Welcome back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Always good to speak to you. We just heard from the Kelly twins Um And it's really interesting. You've spoken to them a fair amount. I've spoken to them a fair amount. They have this interesting special relationship, but they seem to also, Dr. Siegel, pour cold water a little bit on this idea that there is some sort of mystical bond, if you will, between identical twins. What do you you think?
4: Well, I think that they're right that there is no mystical bond between twins. Now, having said that, there is a very special and close bond between identical twins. And I think that derives from the similarity in their intelligence, in their personality, their interests, the where they process information. And that is rooted in large part in their identical genes. And they just fit in so many different aspects of their lives. And I was very interested in their description of their relationship. You know, they're close, but they're independent. And I hear this a lot from identical twins. It's as if they have two identities, Mm -hmm. one with the twin and one apart. And I know that you asked them a little bit about where their drive comes from. Mm -hmm. How did they both end up in space? And it probably is a function of many things about them. uh, What they wanted to do, their their risk-taking, sensation-seeking, many, many different things. Uh, But I think it's very important to point out that it's not a function of just one doing another one following. They both are probably predisposed to that kind of a lifestyle. (laughs) And I know that when twins sometimes feel as if they should differentiate, after all, we appreciate individuality in our society, they're not quite comfortable doing that. And it's because one or both are doing things that they're just not equipped to do. And they usually gravitate back toward the field that they really, really wanted all along, which is usually the same field.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean you see, you do see twins, as I as I said to Mark and Scott, you know, dress similarly, oftentimes cut their hair similarly. And these are not you know twins who've been separate. These are twins who have been together. And I, I did wonder, you know. Um, you know wouldn't wouldn't you want to differentiate yourself a bit even even though you're the same substrate wouldn't you want to be different
4: well see from the twins' perspective they probably are different we look at them and all we see are the commonalities but mm. the twins themselves they probably think that they are quite different and i really have talked to many identical twins who i cannot distinguish physically and they claim that they don't even look alike and when you bring up the point about dressing alike you know what goes into dressing alike what looks good on you, what you can afford, the feel of the fabric. And all these things at some level have a genetic contribution to them, in part. And so it's not surprising that identical twins would pick the same kinds of things. But you can always raise the idea that maybe they're copying one another, not with twins raised apart. And I've studied over a 100 pairs of twins raised in separate homes. And they, too, will craft out very similar lifestyles for themselves, from the range of opportunities available to them.
1: You, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I can't believe I haven't brought this up until the fourth episode, but I actually I had a serious girlfriend in college who was an identical twin. And, you know, very good relationship, very amicable, everything. I always wondered, you know, the the magical bond, if you will, or this bond, the significant bond between twins, what is it like, do you think, for other people then who 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 get into relationships with them?
4: It's a challenge. It really is, because a spouse or any other significant other likes to think that they are the primary person in the life of that partner. But they may not be in all ways. And I've known many twins who say, my husband will never know what my twin knows. So there's a certain understanding that goes beyond what I think the significant other knows. And I have had time to spend with identical twins who marry identical twins. And this is, Hmm. I think, still a relatively rare situation. But what it solves is the issue that everyone understands the importance of the twin in everyone's relationship. That there's really no jealousy if my wife wants to go off and spend a lot of time with her twin, because I also have the same kind of a partner in my life. Before we talk a little bit about this, the
1: the film and the idea of the separation of identical twins or or multiples, with Scott and Mark, you know they're they're spacemen. Clearly, you know they're very analytical. They're engineers and all that. Were you surprised at all uh, the way that they described their relationship? Then and again, I know you've spoken to them in the past. But does it surprise you overall the way that they describe this?
4: Not at all. No. Identical twins tend to vary in how they describe the relationship. But Mark and Scott, as far as I can tell, just variations on this common theme of tremendous closeness, similarity, appreciation of the other. I love the fact that they never shook hands or shook hands twice in their <laughs> yeah, lives right. because the bond doesn't require it. They both have an understanding of what they share what they have and where it's going.
1: It must be very traumatic, though, if there is if there's uh, disagreements or or some sort of you know
4: even arguments, fights, you know that that inevitably arise between any pair of siblings. It can be traumatic, but I'll tell you quite honestly, the vast majority of identical twins solve them. And the funny thing they actually say is that, well, it's not really an argument because I know what he's thinking anyway. <laughs> so. The only traumatic separations I've seen have been over very serious items where twins may actually get estranged from one another. And it's very upsetting for both twins. But that's a very, very rare situation. And this, of course, uh, comes
1: up within the film Three Identical Strangers. And, and and you can feel the trauma. I felt the trauma, certainly as a viewer, when you see the disagreements unfolding, unspooling between these brothers. Going back to what you're saying about the closeness of the relationship with the identical twins how does separation impact this? Then, if they were if they were separated, and then and then reunited.
4: Well, if they're separated at birth, I think that's what you're asking. Then, if they grow up n- not having any knowledge of being a twin, then you know they can't really relate to twinship in that sense. But when they are reunited, when they do discover they are a twin, it's an enormous um, feeling of joy, but also an enormous feeling of resentment that they were separated. Maybe for the pleasure of other people, or for the convenience of other people, or because an adoption agency wanted to make an extra buck. I mean, there are many, many reasons. Now, there are legitimate reasons that some twins get separated. Although I'm a real advocate for bringing twins together,
1: you, you've been at this for for some time. I mean, this is your life's work, and literally because you are a, a twin, a fraternal twin yourself, is is there a is there a burning question that you're still trying to answer, Dr. Siegel?
4: Well, there are there are a number of burning questions. <laughs> I, things come up all the time that are that are new and and interesting to me one thing that i don't think i will answer but i would love to know is what causes that fertilized egg to divide to leave to give us identical twins there are lots of theories but no one has actually provided the conclusive evidence now another topic i've come across lately that i think i will have a chance to investigate have to do with fraternal twins who are the products of mixed marriages and as you probably have seen, some of these twins look like they come from completely different ethnic groups. Now, they are raised in the same family, same experiences, same parents, yet they have very different experiences in life. And I would love to dig deeper and see what those experiences are, how the twins react, how the parents react, and how the community reacts to them. I think it would be absolutely fascinating.
1: I will. Um, I will be first in line to read that book when you write it. I, I, my, my children are all the, are all the products of a mixed marriage, and you know it, they're not twins. But I, but I do think about this topic more generally, uh, the way that you're outlining it. Uh, as always, Professor, fascinating. Thank you so much for being with us. My really pleasure, Sanjay. And thank you all for listening. On the next episode, we're going to look at the history of adoption in the United States and how old secrecy rules in some states. Are still causing pain.
3: As a matter of fact, there's about half a million children in foster care. I knew they needed homes, and I was really comfortable with the idea of, of taking in children that had traumatic histories because that was my background as well.
1: And remember, tune in January 27th to watch the film only on CNN.